Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Josh Fuller, and you're listening to KTXF. Let's get this party started with my friend, Heather Ray Lee. My friend, Miss Heather Raylene's new single. She's got a new album out, so hopefully you guys like that song, and you will go to iTunes or wherever else you get your digital music. The song is called Falling For You, and it is Heather Raylene, and it is her debut single off of her debut album, which is really cool. I've known Heather for, for a very long time. Very. When I first met her, she was playing fiddle for Scooter Brown Band, and uh, we were doing open mic nights together, and she sat in with us a couple times, 
and uh, she she's been around a long time. So she's been paying some dues, so uh, it's good to see her finally make that next big step. It's pretty awesome. Kind of spreading her wings. Yeah, so to speak. Um, no, she she deserves it too. She works hard. She's got a good voice, and she's uh, super talented. Very very talented. So, congratulations, Heather. I dig it. I like the song. It's really cool. Can't wait to hear the rest. What's up, everybody? It's the middle of the day in the middle of the week, and you're listening to another Fuller sh- Show with Josh Fuller. You're on KTXF The Real. KTXF, this is Josh Fuller. It's the middle of the day in the middle of the week. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being back here. I'm having a good time hanging out in the studio with my brother, Sam, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun cutting up, and I'm sorry, but your guys are only getting half of the show, but it's going to be the good half. We've already made up our mind. We've uh, drawn up plays on the playbook board here and uh, come up with some well-rehearsed material. Uh, no, we didn't. Thought so, through strategy. The, the only thing we've rehearsed is the fact that we don't rehearse. That's right. And we we're very good at, at rehearsing, not rehearsing. So it, it, it's just like my band. Professional. Yeah, very. We're very consistent in being inconsistent. It's an art itself. Most definitely an art form itself. No, it's it's not. <laughs> but uh, but there's jokes coming in. There's all kinds of stuff happening. There's this is a fast moving production studio right here, That's folks. Right. There's all kinds of things whipping by and zinging and zanging, and we need typewriter noises. Zing! You know, we need all that stuff. <laughs> Sound effects. We got all kinds of stuff coming in. Uh, Chris, just keep sending those jokes. I'll read them later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris wants me to tell some some more jokes here, but. Uh, I told I told my brother one off the air. I don't know if I should tell it or not. Maybe we'll get back to it. But uh, <laughs> it is internet radio. We can do whatever we want. That's right. With, yeah, within reason. With, no, well, within who's reason? Audi- audience's reason. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, we gotta we gotta be super careful about it. And uh, you know, I got all these buttons over here to push, yeah. and, and it's it's really hard to kind of get them all going at one time. So we. Uh, it's we, a little we, in depth. I, I you know I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it, and to me it's almost half half as complex as a woman almost almost Almost. and you got to get every button pushed the right way or else it's not gonna work it's not turned on at all or something's gonna blow your eardrum up yeah well that's too (laughs) that too uh yeah if uh you know i I read somewhere that that's why or i heard somewhere that that's why men like video games oh really because they can eventually master the game and beat it and i don't mean beat like Tina Turner. I mean, like, like conquer it, right? Conquer, win understand, the game. Understand they can, and they win, can the, win the game and achieve yeah. medals and rewards and exactly. all kinds of glory and all that other kind of stuff. And uh, that's why they prefer video games over uh, relationships. Well, you know, I mean, this is a touchy subject, and I'm just going to kind of sit. I'm back. not touching anything. I ain't touching. This anything. is all for comedy. Oh, comedy! It's all for comedy. I, 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 yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Obviously, we're excluded. We both have perfect wives. For us. They're, they're absolutely perfect. Mine can cook. Yep. Yeah. Mine can cook. That's She's a great. great mother. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about everybody else. It's in general. In general. In general. Broad brush. I'm talking about people that are younger than us that play video games. Who does that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anybody it's that plays us. video games. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We both are lucky to have some, some really amazing people, um, but not everybody is. But no, it's all for comedy, folks. The one rule I have in my studio, and you know it by now, is that the drinks are deep and the conversation conversation ain't. That's right. So uh, anything that I say is not a reflection of my true feelings. It's a reflecting reflection of my comedic observations of the world. That's right. It's For light. the most part. Yeah. It's so uh, too serious. Oh, I had a song I was going to play before we came back uh, 
on board? On board, but uh, we'll play it after, I guess. Why not? Well, we'll just play it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. So let's just keep talking now. We'll come back to that. It's yeah, not it's important. Just, just mark it down for later. Right. See, I told you, folks, we didn't rehearse crap. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so while we were on break, I got a text from Chris, and he said that what should happen is, or what will happen is, Santa will send a letter back with Ted to give to Turner that confirms the change of address was received. Okay, so just confirmation yeah. that right. it was changed. So, you know, that's, that, that only makes sense. Obviously, this ain't the first time Santa's had to deal with this. No, no. no. I mean, Santa's been around for you know, far longer than us. Right, it, supposedly. He's a professional. He, right. he, he, he dots his I's and crosses his T's just like he checks that list twice. Yeah. Uh, it's just what he does. I always like to cross my I's and dot my T's. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Then it becomes T-I. I, that it just looks like a J because you can't even see the dot, but it's the J's backwards. Oh, okay. And then the uh, when you cross an I, it just looks like a lowercase T. So It works out. It works out. You just confuse the reader. That's all. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> they should be able to figure it out, man. I mean, this is 2017 when people can type with three letters, IDKs. and uh, Don't forget it, the emojis. Yeah. It's IDK, like, FML, TIL. I tried to post a funny tweet thinking that I was hip, right? And uh-huh. I'm not. I'm old. So I learned what TIL means. You know what TIL means? No. I had... So... I keep seeing these posts and it says like T-I-L and then it would have some fact. And so I'm like, what in the world is that? So I asked uh, Lacey, who's the wife of my drummer, who has teenage daughters. Okay. I was like, hey, what does T-I-L mean? She says, I don't know. So they call her daughter, her older daughter, she's mm-hmm. in high school. said, hey, what does T-I-L mean? She's like, uh, I don't know. Ooh. I was like, no, I don't know. It's I-D-K. <laughs> and I was like, I said, I-D- I-D-K is I don't know. And so she left. But... And then finally, so I Google it. Oh, no. It just means today I learned. Ah, Today I learned. T-I-L. So I went on Twitter, and I thought I had a really brilliant tweet. Okay. That got zero retweets and zero likes. T-I-L, T-I-L. There you go. Today I learned. It's like an inception. Today I learned. Yeah. And nobody got it. So apparently (laughs) T-I-L is stupid. Or nobody really knows, and it's just part of a fad. Yeah. Sad, sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. I do like how we talk with hieroglyphics nowadays. It's all the emojis. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much. gone back to Egyptian times. It's wonderful. Dude, everything's going backwards. <laughs> Tech, sort of. I mean, the more technologically advanced we get, the more backwards we seem to go. Now we have a phone that's a computer, and all we wish we could do is just talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, and we text, and they're like, oh, this texting is so tedious. If there is only a way... To communicate without... Just communicate <laughs> without delay. You can. You pick up the dang thing and call somebody. Or do it in person. Or or do it in person, yeah. Yeah, it depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the person. So um, I have a very funny story to share with you. Maybe. Um, I don't know where, where, your, where your stance is on the wall or any of that. Okay. But this is a serious... This seriously happened, and it made the news. So apparently it's a serious issue. That I had no idea we needed to worry about. I had no idea we needed to worry about this. What is this? In El Paso, more than 200 pounds of contraband baloney was seized at a local port of entry. <laughs> a woman was driving into the U.S. around 7 a.m. through the Paso del Norte crossing 
When she initially told U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers she was not carrying any fruits, vegetables, meat, or any other type of contraband, which proves bologna's not meat. She didn't have any meat. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. But during a secondary exam, she said she was carrying salchicha ah. in her car, and officers found the meat under the floor mats of the car. <laughs> if you're going to risk it all, if you're going to come across the border and risk it all by smuggling something, why baloney? What? I think it's baloney. Uh, I think the whole story is baloney. <laughs> I mean, this was... Uh, That's a lot to risk for some processed This meat. is from a television's website. It's not like The Onion or nothing. I mean, it's like a legit sounding name of a station. <laughs> but... Uh, it says that the, the CBP is entrusted with enforcing hundreds of laws for dozens of other government agencies. So it's not like they just have their certain laws. They have to worry about everybody else's problems, <laughs> such as the Department of Agriculture, Fish and Wildlife, and others. And they uh, require that unsafe items are not allowed to enter the United States. Bologna is not safe, and it is not meat. That is what I've <laughs> gathered from this. <laughs> I, I agree. That's a great observation. I mean, if the laws dictate that... Are you carrying meat? And she says no. Then so she must know what she's carrying, right? Yeah, yeah, she's got to. And the law dictates that it is a unsafe item. Meat from Mexico is an unsafe <laughs> item, period. <laughs> Whether it's meat or not. But um, that's interesting. How many pounds did I say it was? Did you say 2,000? No, uh, 200. 200 pounds. 200 pounds of bologna? Are you kidding me? Who needs that much damn bologna? And your floorboards. Who needs that much baloney? Now I worked at the prison. Oh yeah, the cafeteria and and there there was some pretty surprising smuggling stories there too. But we're not going to get into all that right yeah, now. Oh no, <laughs> those are dark and twisty times. Yes, yes. You said a word the other day or the uh, earlier today. Oh, why didn't what you say? It reminded me of this one. Like you, you, you're talking about your your skiing and you fell down. Or whatever. Oh, oh, skiing. So check this out. This is from Texas Monthly. Did you know the word? Uh, let's say, let's say, if I had, if we're in a boat, okay, boat, and the boat goes like that, capsized. Okay, nerd. What's another word for it? Dip over. Okay, nerd. What's another word for it? Uh, roll over. Tumped. Oh, tumped. Okay, tumped over. You ever heard the word tump over? Yeah. I just didn't think about it. It's not at the top of my lexicon, damn it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> According to Texas Monthly, tump, tumping okay. is a Texan word. Oh, hell yeah. It's ours. We own that word. It says, if you grew up in Texas, you may remember being reprimanded for Trump or for trumping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. All right. Uh, tumping over. For being tump, for, for tumping, as in John Nova Lomax, I can't believe you tumped out your whole box of toys all over the floor again and that is a complete like i remember i've heard right. tumped i say it all the time to my kids right absolutely so tumping though apparently according to texas monthly is it's our word it's our word origin texas remember that people boom <laughs> so it says uh it doesn't even say text so even merriam webster dictionary oh gosh says it's an entran intransense intransitive <laughs> There you go. Intransitive? Okay. Shut up. I went to New Waverly. <laughs> so did I. Well, yeah, but 10 years after I did, they learned a few things there. Not many. All right. It's a train station verb. And <laughs> G- 
chiefly southern. All right. To tip or turn over, especially accidentally, usually used with over. (laughs) (laughs) Sooner or later, everybody tumps over. Nothing to worry about if you don't get caught under the canoe. What about keel over? Um, keel, I think that's def- that's probably a real word. It's like probably from Maritime Dictionary. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's got a keel. Maritime. Maritime. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what happens when, when two, when two uh, ship captains fall maritime. in love. Yeah, maritime. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chris is sending hey, me they, all these they could jokes. Pro- they could pronounce themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, could, they could wed themselves. They can. They could even be their own witness. Oh my gosh! Chris is sending me all these things. I can't keep up, uh, and, and and I'm doing this for Chris. He should know I'm working. <laughs> no, I'm, let's see if we can see some of these jokes. I hope he's wanting me to read these on the air because uh, otherwise, I'm not proofreading them. Oh, on the fly. <clears throat> Be prepared for. Oh wow! Woo! <laughs> I'm I'm pre-reading. Thank God I did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I can't leave y'all hanging with that one. I can't laugh that hard at a joke and not say it. <laughs> why was snowman? Why? Why was the snow? Why was the snowman smiling? Why was the snowman smiling? I have no idea. He could see the snowblower coming down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good God. grief! Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to the rest of these in a minute. That was yes, funny. Yeah. Good one, Chris. I hadn't heard that one yet. I'm uh, I'm pretty I, I consider myself to be pretty well versed in in the joke area there, but I hadn't seen that one yet. That's pretty good. So yeah, so tumping is a it's a Texan word, usually used with over. over. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, hilarious. All right, so uh, so we're gonna go to break, but before we do, um, I wanted to to bring up the fact that uh, I don't get to follow college football very much. But with everything going on in the NFL, a lot of people have tuned off the NFL and they're really getting into college football more yeah. than they used to. And then Absolutely. the ones that were already into it are really getting into it, you know. And I just – so many teams, I can't – and I didn't go to a college, so I'm not partial to one or the other. I just like a good game. And I do – what I like about college football is that they try harder. They seem oh, – I mean, they're Because yeah. they're fighting it's for a job. Tense. Well, they're fighting for a job. They want a job. Yeah. The NFL already got their job. Well, and that proof of how that hap- – what happens to their psyche is in the pudding, right, what's going on now. Yeah, I agree. And well, it's also they, they still love the game. Right. And it, it, that's, there's the difference. There's a passion for the game. And you can tell the difference between the passion for the game in college football versus the passion for the money in professional football. Right. It's very different. Exactly. And, and – I don't know. I mean, it seems like they they're fighting for a job in college and they're fighting for stats in the NFL. And so yeah. it's the problem is it's kind of like a it's kind of like baseball where if you only swing for the fences, you're going to have a high strikeout count. Yeah. But yeah, you might have more homers, but look at your strikeouts and your overall batting average. Yeah, your average so, is in the tank. So I wish I could follow college football a little more. I'm just my Saturdays are so busy, I can't keep up with all that stuff. But man, I mean. It's amazing to hear some of these people talk about college football, and they know, like, oh, it doesn't matter if they lose. They're still in it because that was a non-conference, non-division. I'm like, what? You're making my brain hurt. But I do know, I do know that the Texas Aggies have a new coach, and they got rid of their last coach. And so I'm going to just read the little headline here because – like I said, I'm not too much into the college football as far as like knowing much about it. But Texas A&M gives 70 70- – Five million dollar contract to the new football coach Jimbo Fisher, who came from Florida State, I think it was. 
Trying to remember now. Yeah, he came from Florida State. That's a lot of money. Sunny. That's a lot of money. For how many years? Um do, 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 do. it is ten year. Ten year deal makes Fisher the highest paid coach in college football in terms of total value. Wow. And they also shelled out ten point four million dollars to buy out the remaining two years on his contract. But uh with a substantial, substantial investment, A&M clearly thinks Fisher is the right guy to lead the program to its first national title since 1939. Uh, they even rolled out an actual red or maybe maroon carpet for Fisher's $75 million feat when he landed in College Station on Sunday, where a marching band played as he de- descended from the jet. Descended. So... That's an elevated word. <laughs> oh, it's all going down from here. <laughs> Fisher fell off. Fisher <laughs> fell off a bit. Fell off a bit. Oh, that's talking about his coaching in, in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he didn't have. He he's had a he's had a lot of really good seasons, but he did not have. He had eighty two and twenty three in five seasons. So that's a pretty damn good record. That's a great record. But his last Man. one wasn't so much. And a lot of the players in Florida said that they were going to. Um, Boycott if he stuck around as head coach. So it looks like it was a time for him drama. to time for him to leave. And A uh, and M apparently has the money, and uh, that's a ooh, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But lots and lots. Of hopefully money. he gets. So you know, our dad likes A and M. Yeah, yeah, he's a and, guy. And also, uh, <clears throat> growing up with agriculture as our lifeblood. Exactly. You know, A and M so so much into agriculture. So, and the other thing about A and M is. Even though I'm not loyal to them per se, I uh, you have a soft spot, right? What well, there's they've got a lot of things I like about them. It makes it easier. It makes it easier to follow follow them, and, and that is their traditions are amazing. I love their traditions. I love their sense of unity. And then when they get out of college, the alumni just stick together like pff, yeah, I mean, good like, grief. You won't find a. I don't think that happens for any other college. They, it's it's they they they're like a family. Yeah, it's amazing how much it, they're they're. I'm, I know this might be a poor comparison because it's apples and oranges in a lot of degree, but uh, it's kind of like the Brotherhood of the Marine Corps mm-hmm. versus you know the Aggie Corps, right? You know, it's it's the same level of family and brotherhood. Yeah, it's they're, 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 they are tied together in this thing, and it's pretty cool. Uh, it's really cool. And if you need a job and you're an Aggie and, and another Aggie is the one hiring, and they you, know you're, you got the job. You got the job. Yeah. It's that simple. They know on the handshake, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, Oh, I know that ring. You're in. <laughs> All right. You're done. But, uh, so anyways, but, uh, I, I do hope that, Oh, also A&M had maroon and new Waverly Bulldogs with maroon. And yeah. White that too, was the other so. thing. Yes. Uh, there's, there's several reasons for me to make it easy to, to kind of get behind and hope that they do well. But, uh, again, I didn't go to college. I'm not necessarily partial to one team or another, but I, I can't help myself but get wrapped up in the, the traditions. Like we of went, course. To, we went to some people who had have gone to A and M, and they do a smaller version of the bonfire every year. We had to pay homage, and uh, yeah, and we went out there, and it's just like, holy crap, this is really awesome. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could be a part of this. Thanks for having me along. So. Um, but so that's pretty cool. Congratulations to, uh, to you Aggies out there and to, to Jimbo Fisher. If you need to dump some of that $75 off, $75 million off, um, to, uh, to offset some of your taxes, just let me know. I'd be happy to point you in some ways that you can invest that. It'd be, uh, yeah. be pretty cool for you to dump it off on a band or a guy with a, uh, a, uh, starting off a woodworking business that needs new tools. Uh, I agree. 
plenty of plenty of what places I can help guide you to uh, to do that. Good capital but, investments key, right? But it, but if I'm going to advise you, I also need ten percent of whatever you invest. Advisory fee, even if you invested in me, fee. you got to have the consulting fee. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, all right, well, so for all you Aggies out there, this one's for you. Is my buddy Dub Miller. Well, it's 7.45 on Friday morning, he just crawled out of bed. He stayed too long at the chicken again, and he's got an egg in head. He's got an 8 o'clock at Heldon Fells, his prof speaks Japanese. The went broke on beer and Mr. Bills, now he lives on bread and cheese. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he just don't give a damn. That he's got three parking tickets, and he's on scope broken. But the bonfire's built and Varsity's horns and sawed right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie and it will be till he's dead. Well, it's Wednesday morning at Jolly Raleigh, his board's passing his hand. He's been waiting three days in the blazing sun just to be with his 12th man. But after fumbles and interceptions, he takes his girlfriend's hand. But the game don't mean a thing to her, she's just there to see the band. He's fighting Texas Aggie and he just don't give a damn. That he's got six parking tickets and his arms go broken. But the bonfire's building Varsity's orange and out right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie and he will be till he's dead. Well, he goes down to the Dixie Chicken, he's dug in his ring tonight. He's there at 6.30, thought it'd be early, but there ain't a table inside. So he buys his picture anyway, and he drops his ring on in, singing the road goes on forever, and the party never ends. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he just don't give a damn. That he's got nine parking tickets, and his arms go broken. But the bonfire's building Varsity's horns up south right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he will be till he's dead. Well, it's one o'clock, and goodnight Irene is blaring through the place. He parked about 50 blocks away, so he ain't got time to waste. When he finally makes it to his car, he stands up on his feet. He says, boys, let's head to Taco Cabana. I think I need something to eat. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he just don't give a damn. That he's got 12 parking tickets, and he's out school broken. But the bonfire's building Varsity's orange, but it's right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie, and he will be till he's dead. Well, he picks up a battalion. 
just to see what's going on. But all he finds to read about is what we're doing wrong. This school's too damn conservative. I guess they want us to be like all the hippies down in Austin wearing orange and sipping tea. He's a fighting Texas Aggie and he just don't give a damn that he's got 12 bargain tickets and he's on school broken. But the bonfire's building bars, his horns have been right off his head. He's a fighting Texas Aggie and he will be till he's dead. King George for you. 
There's a good reason I played that song. King George has been elected as or named named. It's not an election. He has been named Texan of the Year this year. Congratulations to the King of George or King of Country. <laughs> the King of the, the King of Georges out there everywhere. <laughs> Even you, Costanza. <laughs> um, congratulations to the King of Country. George Strait has been nominated. The 2018 are named. Not nominated. Named. named. I can't read today. It's okay. Ugh, that's why I talk. I don't read. 2018 Texan of the Year by the Texas Legislative Conference. Straight will be presented the award at the, at the New Braunfels Civic Convention Center March 22nd. No one has done more than George Strait to raise awareness and funds for the Hurricane Harvey relief efforts, says the conference chair and former Texas State Representative Doug Miller. He put his well-earned reputation on the line and asked not only his fellow Texans to step up, but all Americans. And they have. To date, Strait's efforts on behalf of Hurricane Harvey victims have raised more than $50 million. That's impressive. That's great, man. That's awesome. And not to be outdone, obviously. <clears throat> no, obviously. Um, Sports Illustrated named two sports people of the year. Oh, yeah? You know who they were? I would take a guess is J.J. Watt is one of them. One? Okay. Who's the second one, you think? I have no idea, honestly. Jose Altuve! Altuve! Yes, okay. sir. Jose Altuve and J.J. Watt are co-persons of the year. Spectacular. Um, be in most, and it still goes back to kind of the Hurricane Harvey and how how they recognized their the celebrity. Yeah, they recognized their responsibility as a celebrity, and they made it about not themselves, but about the community that they they represent by the teams that they play on, which is amazing. And yeah. they really uh, they did a good job of it. I mean, they really brought the Houston the the people together to rally together. Well, to, Houston uh, did that too itself. Itself, but, yeah, right? But it's, but it gave them reasons to uh, continue it. Like like every, Houston at the moment, no football game or baseball game could have made you feel better when your house no. is being rained in and flooded on and, and all that stuff. Four feet of water right. in your home. You didn't, all your nothing, nothing, nothing in the world. But the com- the sense of community that Houston showed, obviously, and it's been talked about a million times. I'm not trying to to uh, to drag it out, but you know, everybody came together and Houstonians did what you're supposed to do as a human being. Yeah. And, and even more so as a Texan and everybody kind of stepped up their game and they helped each other out and they helped their friends. And then as a reward for that, they were rewarded by the Astros winning the world series. Yeah. Um, JJ Watt being able to use his fame to get money coming in. Yeah. Um, and all that good stuff. And so that was, that was what was cool about it, but it still started with the people, and yeah. and and that's just kind of how life is, right? You know, if you have to do for yourself before you can't just expect others to do for you. Yeah, yeah, you so, have to you have to take action. You right, take action, seize the day, carpet diem. Yeah, yeah, you every, got to. You have to, and and in every story, whether it's a whether it's from the Bible, whether it's in like mythology, whether it's just strange prophecies or parables. I mean, every time. The burden's been placed on the person to take the first step and do the first thing and, and start doing for themselves. And then there's a cascade effect. And, right. Exactly. It's like and a virus. It, it just is. spreads. Right. But a good virus. Yeah. Well, a happy virus. It's a good happy virus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's really cool. Congratulations to Altuve and Watt and George Strait. And uh, thank you guys for uh, using your positions to do good yeah your status your platforms yeah. your platform to to go out there and, and spread compassion and and 
humanitarianism to everybody who yep. needs it. It's just awesome. It's a, and and also congratulations to the to the media outlets that are celebrating positivity. Yeah, I agree because there's so much negative right now. Yep. And there's oh. a, there's a lot of people out there doing good, but there's no room in the media to talk about them because it's all covered up with negativity and hate and division, bait. derision, yep. all of it. It's just yep. yeah. Players, haters, and baiters is what they are. <laughs> yep. I meant like race baiting, not uh, the, not I, the I, dirty no, stuff. No, 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 Ugh. no. Just anytime I hear so the word perverted. baiter. And when I hear baiter, I just, all I can think about is a shrimp on a hook. <laughs> sure, that's what you're thinking about. <laughs> sure, that's what you're thinking you about. got to make sure the worm's on there good. You, you kind of do. I mean, you need to be a master at it. You have to be proficient at baiting. Yes, very <laughs> proficient. And there's, there, there's pro baiters. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I know it's internet radio, but it's even more fun to let you people fill in the blanks in your own head. That way, whatever style your sense of humor is, it's funny. It's to you. funny to you, yeah, right? Funny. I just I stir the pot, and you get to eat it. That's kind of <laughs> like a good chili on a like cold a, day with beans, That's or right. not. Yep. Whatever. How's it ever? Put a brownie in it. I don't care. <clears throat> when I'm good brownies, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so hey, I got. To, have you ever uh, been to Sparkle Ice in downtown Conroe? No, I have not. Okay, so uh, it's not there anymore. You can't go. Oh well, then you, why the hell are you talking? talking actually, about it? it is there. It's just not called that no more. Oh, so <laughs> the band and I, or some of the band and I, got to play at a place called Pacific Yard House last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paused like I was thinking, but really, that Dr Pepper is just getting me. Um, so anyway, so we went there and played. So here's what's cool. I got a whole thing here I could read about it, but I'm going to try to paraphrase the best I can. So the Sparkle Ice House was this old ice manufacturing place. Okay. Like people would get the ice. A legitimate ice house. Right. Like they would get 50-pound blocks of ice, and then they'd do their thing with it and all that. Yeah. Well, it. Uh, I guess times got kind of hard, and it kind of went into decay. Like the business sold out and whatever, and it kind of went into ruin and decay, and the roof fell in and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then... Uh, some people bought it. The Moritz is, I remember their last name, Pat Moritz, I think they bought it back in like the seventies or something. And they saw the, uh, but they saw the, uh, potential for it. They thought, man, this is really awesome. And so they, I played there several years ago and they had made it a music venue, but it was a really intimate little quaint little place. Didn't have a roof, just had Christmas lights oh, that's and cool. had a stage, but it had all that old, uh, brick with the German schmear. I've talked about that before, too. It's just fun <laughs> to say. Schmear. And that's where... Do you know what schmear is? No. I don't okay. know what schmear is. So the grout between the bricks. Oh, okay. Um, mortar? Mortar. What do you want to call it? Grouts and tile, right? Yeah, grouts and tile. <laughs> I ain't no plumber. So <laughs> the... Uh, so when... <laughs> the <laughs> Don't laugh that hard. So... You can make give me a big head. So the uh, so when the the mortar, so, <laughs> stop it, <laughs> starts. Uh, it's on the brick. It's it's not only between the bricks. It's actually on the outside of the brick. So it has okay. that. So it looks like it's on the outside, like it's been smeared. I got you. All right, it's All a right. German technique. So anyway, that ice house looks a lot like that too. <laughs> Christopher said times got hard at the ice factory, so they liquidated. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, uh, so, it, uh, they had, so it had the old German brick mortar schmear 
thing look yeah. to it. And then it had all these old antiques in there. And it wasn't like they were selling antiques. The antiques weren't cleaned up and for sale. They were just there. Just there. And kind of presented. And it, they weren't in the way. You didn't step on them when you walked by. But they weren't necessarily arranged. It, it was kind of cool. But it was... Uh, it was outside. It was not an all weather venue. It was, you know, it was what it was. But we played a couple of shows there, and it was pretty fun. Now, these new owners have taken this building, and it, uh, the, okay, so the building goes back to 1907. That's when it was built. Oh, wow. So it's an old building. And um, they took this building, they put a roof on it, and then in the inside, they left all the brick. So on the outside, it still looks like the same place, except there's a roof. But from the street, you can almost not tell that there's a changed it at all right and on the inside they changed the the layout it turned into a restaurant and a bar and it's still got pieces of the brick and they like broke down some of it and so it kind of has like columns that come up with the brick and the schmear oh cool and they moved the stage and where the old stage was there's kind of like a bar but it's um they've done a really good job is what i'm trying to say it's a really fascinating place and they um take pride in the music part of it. They really want it to become a great music venue. The guy really wants it to be where uh, people come in. And, like when you show up, it's like Austin or something. You show up and you know it's going to be music. But not only is it going to be music, it's going to be good music. It's not going to be coffee house music or whatever. It's not going to be a bunch of drunks falling off their stools. It's going to be good music by professional musicians. It's going to sound good. And one thing that they've done to ensure that is that it has its own sound system with a sound engineer that knows the room. Stuff I've talked about before. Yeah, I, I remember you super, talking about this on one yeah. of the other shows. It's super important that if you want to be a venue and be known as a venue that's going to have good music. You have to have good sound. Yeah, you got to have good sound. It's got to be consistent. It doesn't even... Good is is should be a given rule. It's got to be consistent. And that's one thing that the Redneck Country Club is so uh good at and one reason people like to go there for music they know what they're gonna get they know that at any given night they're not gonna show up and get their ear blown eardrums blown out yeah um and they're not gonna get there and be like i can't hear the singer i mean if if you want to be known for being a music venue then that should be your your most of your money should go to making it a music venue acoustically sound good quality pa system uh a, a technician that can run it yeah. And that keeps the bands happy because let's face it, if you piss off the band before they go on stage, it ain't gonna be a good show. No, no. But uh, <clears throat> but it just has to sound good, and they've done that. They put in really good quality systems in there. It's not super loud, but you can hear everything you need to hear. The stage is big; you could put any size band you want on that stage. It's got a cool little backdrop with a little train on it because it's called Pacific Yard House now, after Pacific Railroad. Yeah. So makes sense to me. If you're in downtown Conroe or you're passing through downtown Conroe. They didn't pay me to say this. I wish they would. Um, stop by Pacific Yard House. It's definitely worth it. The food's good. Um, Beer the, cold? Huh? Beer's cold, I'm sure. No, they serve warm. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, well, the, you know, with the German schmear and all. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's not German food. Oh, or German beer. No, it's, uh, I don't even... I'm sure they got... But, you know, up here, every almost everybody now sells your... your uh, Southern Star and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I like that everybody's kind of banded around our local breweries too. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, There's man. There's a bunch of good brew houses, dude. It's brouhaha, brouhaha. They should. Uh, why hadn't that been done yet? Why haven't they had a big thing? You know how they have like the Texas Night Out or whatever, where all the restaurants show up and yeah, I, I know where you're going with this. I like it. So why not have a beer festival and beer slash comedy? 
Yes. So you have beer. People show up with all their beers, and I'm sure that's already happened. I, I know people out there are just like, oh, I'm going to text him and tell him that's already been going on for years. But that's fine if it has, but not my way. I want it to be to where you have all these beer comp- beer breweries. Brewery. I got to stretch for it, say that. Brewery. And then you have comedy acts throughout the night, and it's called The Brouhaha. I love it. Or I'm just going to open a comedy club up here and call it the Brouhaha because that'd be good too. All craft beer and craft beer and comedy. I think I, that would be awesome. I love comedy. <clears throat> Gosh, I love comedy. I'm addicted to comedy. Love it. It would uh, be amazing because I mean, all the all the good comedy places are down in Houston. And yeah, it's tough to get I, in there I, and I, enjoy it, especially on a Friday it, night or it, something. Yeah, it's you guys hard to drive. What about for the town. rest of us up here? We want to laugh too. Yeah, yeah. Redneck size, dude. Rednecks laugh. Harder than anybody. We need to come up here. Yeah. Start it. I need an investor. If uh, we're gonna open up a comedy club called the Brouhaha, and it's gonna be up here, <laughs> and it's gonna be mine. If I see anybody name a comedy club <laughs> Brouhaha after this, I'm getting royalties off of that. I know that's not how the law works, but it sounds good in my mind. So that's we're we're going with. But <laughs> that, do the honorable thing, people. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> If you want to give me money, there's several ways you can do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can come to a show, a live show. Uh, You can go to iTunes or Spotify or Google Store or wherever you go to buy your music. You can buy my music there. Yeah. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, You can go to Legacy by Josh Fuller on Facebook, and you can buy some of the furniture that I've been building, which is really cool. Yeah. You can do that. Um you can just PayPal me money. <laughs> Cash app, people. Yeah. Cash app. There, yeah, there you go. go. If you want to give uh, Sam some money, then you go to Car Care Cosmetics and uh, have them come. Work on your vehicle. Work on your vehicle. Buff your leather. Yeah, buff that leather. Yeah. Let's so uh, there's plenty of ways. You can also, um, you know, if you want to advertise on this show, we'll let you do that too. So there's several ways that you can get uh, support the small guy on this area like people support the small breweries that's right Brewery. you know in my opinion the, the best way to give you money or the, the best one where you get the most return on your investment is to go see you live that's the best one that's the best opinion. go anybody it, it, i would i like it if it was me but it, in general man just live music go see live music buy a shirt buy a cd that's the only way artists get as the full effect of selling their wares and getting money for their talent. Any other way, somebody else is getting some of that money and it's just wrong. So it's uh it's not wrong. We'll take what we can get, but it's not getting enough, you know. I'm seeing all yeah. these seeing all they, these, they're not getting what they deserve, is what you're saying. It's yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate saying it in such a dramatic form, but it really isn't and I don't want to start whining about it, you know. Well, no, I but mean, it's I mean, but, there's I'm a not, lot of money and time that goes into, into doing it. what a musician does. And I know that that's true for any business, but this is a music show. So you spend all this money on making a seat. First, you make spend all your money on equipment and practice and rehearsals and playing gigs and wear and tear on your vehicles and all that other stuff. And then finally, you're good enough. You get to go make an album. And then you spend all this money on an album. And then you got to get the music out there. So you got to get... You got to do distribution and then you got to get a publicist and you got to get hopefully a manager and a booker and all this other stuff. And you're spending all this money only to make five cents per hundred if it's streamed. Mm-hmm. That's tough. 
where do you make your money? Yeah, like you, not. you don't. So you got to get out there and see these shows. But a lot of these venues now, um, for the small for the smaller people, not the not these big guys that they're begging for a door deal because they're like, yeah, I'll take a door deal if you're gonna let two thousand people in. Hell yeah, yeah, because they can do it. But um, a lot of these places though, they want to pay you a guarantee based off of what their bar sales normally are, and then they don't charge for the show. So you're not getting more money based on the people coming yeah, to the show. There's, there's no extra bonus or a premium right. or anything like that, if you're talking business but the But the other side of that double-edged sword is this. If you're like, okay, well, then if you're going to bitch about that deal, then just take the door deal. Okay, I will. But this is the first time I've been in your town. How yeah. am I going to get anybody in here? Where's your footprint? Your, right. your market's not there. The people may not know about you. Right. Even though you're all the way across the world on the web, yeah. they may not know about you. Yeah, you can be virtually whatever you want to be. And uh, and 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 it's fine because business is business. If you don't put butts in the seats and the bar don't make the money to pay you, then that I get it. That's a reality. But but so there has to be somewhere in the middle though, that where there's a growing pain, and it can't always just be the artist that has the that has to face the pain. But it it has been that way, and it will be that way, and it's fine. I mean, it's just the way that it well, is. Well, you know, and that's what makes that's that's part of what makes good singer songwriters so good. Uh, that growing pain produces some of the best music. Oh yeah, it produces some of the best stories in music. It I, does. I mean, most of the songs, most of people's favorite songs to listen to, at least in Texas music, is about being on the road, mm-hmm. uh, playing it. I mean, there's several songs out there about playing to an empty bar, um, the the pain of being lonely. Yeah, it all you know, it it all kind of goes together. People write about what they know about, and if you're a musician, you know about being on the road. You know about being lonely. You know about playing to three people. You know about uh, all those other things. So. And like I said, I'm not really complaining. It's uh, it's more just a it's just a reality that there's this this buffer zone that's not as easy to get out of as you would like. like not quite a glass ceiling, but more like a screen ceiling. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> it's screen door, and it's slamming all the time. <laughs> it's opening up these the damn flies. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> where's my floss water? <laughs> Get it here. Uh, you say flash water, and I just remember spankings as a kid. Oh, God. And memories. Memories. Yeah. memories. <laughs> All I we, got I is... I tried to suppress those. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that. Memories and how they're connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. It's all one big string of whatever. That's deep. <laughs> that's so deep. We don't do deep conversation do here. Nope, nope. Light, tight, and we bright. We do deep drinks, and mine's getting my drink's getting empty or full. You know, I've, I've decided that uh, whether your drink is half full or half empty depends on what's in it. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yep. That's good. If it, if it's full of yucky stuff, it's half full. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's if it's a bottle you found after a long road trip and there's some mysterious yellow empty. liquid in it, it's half full. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh that's what I said. Man, we've gone over on our time again. That's all right though. Luckily, uh Christopher don't uh he don't judge me too bad on all that. There was something else there was, was there something else I was missing? I wanted to talk about today. I guess not. Um, thanks everybody for for listening and tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope that you guys will tell your friends and spread the word for us. It's uh we're starting at the bottom, kind of like the music. You know, we gotta we gotta pay some pay some more dues here with this trying to get this radio show going and getting it get at least getting it out there, working out the bugs, me not forgetting to archive the first half of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least this time I got the reverb knocked out. Yeah, we aren't we aren't going we ain't talking into a uh, one of those slinkies. Echo yeah, magic microphone. <laughs> but uh, 
I'm sitting here trying to look at my, make sure I don't forget anything really super important. I don't think I did, but, um, oh yeah, I did. So, uh, Thursday, you can come see me hosting open mic at the Empty Glass in Tomball, Texas. Uh, last week we had Sierra Barnall come out and she brought her whole band and they switched off and played a lot of good music. And but when we get out of here, I'm going to close the show with, uh, with one of her songs. And it's open to all singer-songwriters, and um, if you just want to come out and sing one song or something like that and you want me to play it for you, if we can look it up on an iPhone, it can be attempted. And uh, Friday, I'm doing a private show. If you want the fuller experience, book us for a private show. It's a lot of fun. We can do just me. We can do two-man, three-man, four-man, all the way up to six-piece full band if you want it's so whatever you guys want. I know it's the holiday season. Everybody's wanting to do some fun stuff for their uh, family or clients or employees. So tis the season to book a party with me. Just send me an email, josh at joshfullerband.com. I'll be happy to set something up with you. And that's going to about do it. I started uh, trying to record some acoustic stuff for like an acoustic album. So maybe I'll get some of that out to y'all shortly. So keep that on the back burner. Until then, I hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. We'll see you when we see you. This song is called uh, Sometimes I Get Cold by our good friend Sierra Bernal, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.
That's pretty good. 